Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. This is the Vice Guide to Right Now, a daily rundown of all things Vice. I'm Jesse Maiko. Today we'll discuss Trump's response to the New York terror attack, the GOP's proposed tax plan, and we'll hear from a group of HIV-positive people about their experiences living with the virus. It's Thursday, November 3rd. According to the CDC, 1.1 million people in the US are living with HIV, and one in seven of them don't know it. But without sufficient education, there is still serious stigma around the virus. For the last day of Tonic's STD week, they spoke with three adults about their experiences living with HIV. The first thing I felt when I heard I was HIV positive was I was going to die. All of the air went out of the room. It was like a bomb just exploded in my head. I was diagnosed with HIV when I was born. Both my parents were IV drug users. I was sitting in the chair, felt like a very dim lit room, and a doctor about 10, 15 feet away but from behind his desk says that I can no longer uh, come back to this Red Cross to donate blood. My grandmother decided to tell me when I was nine. Um, it was a week before my 10th birthday. And three months before that, my mom passed away from complications from HIV. And three months before that, my father had passed away from complications of HIV. We understood incorrectly that HIV was a gay disease, a gay white male disease. And being a heterosexual uh, black man, I didn't quote unquote fit the profile. But in all honesty, there is still a universal risk pool when you're having unprotected sex. Dating without HIV, you know, sucks on its own, right? And dating with HIV adds another level of complexity. Sometimes I just, I wouldn't disclose because I knew it would get to a point where I would have to say something. It's really hard to find the right words. You're worried about what everybody else feels and you kind of forget that's a lot of information that you're telling somebody and that it comes with so much stigma. It's really hard to kind of see the look on the other person's face, whether it's shock or fear or pity, or if you're lucky, understanding and a desire to know more. We can begin to end the stigma around HIV and AIDS by having more information. I didn't do anything that a lot of people haven't done. Some of us are just statistically likely to get the disease. I can live a full and productive life. You're gonna to have to take one extra step to take care of yourself. And that's no different than any other chronic condition out there. Like I get to show people that you can live with this. You can have a child, you can have a husband. It's hard, <laughs> but everything in life is hard. I am a heterosexual black man living with HIV um, and I'm living with HIV, I'm not dying. To watch the full video called Living With It, HIV, go to vice.com. And here are the headlines. Seifulu Saipov, the New York terror suspect who killed eight people and injured over a dozen, appeared in court Wednesday. 
He was charged with providing support to a terrorist organization, alleging he was inspired by the Islamic State. Saipov said he was proud of his actions and even requested to display the Islamic State flag in his hospital room. The decision to file charges in civilian rather than military court angered Trump, who earlier labeled the US justice system, quote, a joke. We also have to come up with punishment that's far quicker and far greater than the punishment these animals are getting right now. They'll go through court for years. At the end, there'll be who knows what happens. We need quick justice and we need strong justice, much quicker and much stronger than we have right now. Because what we have right now is a joke and it's a laughing stock. And no wonder so much of this stuff takes place. Just hours after the charges were filed, President Trump undercut the US justice system with a tweet calling for Saipov to receive the death penalty. He repeated that sentiment again on Thursday morning. Trump's comments could potentially taint the jury pool and in turn impact the alleged attacker's ability to secure a fair trial, since prosecutors have not yet decided whether to seek such a punishment. New York's chief public defender, David Patton, said, quote, in a case like this involving so much tragedy, it's more important than ever to let the judicial process play out. How we as a society treat Mr. Saipov will say more about us than it will about him. And on Thursday, Republican lawmakers presented the most extreme rewrite of the tax code in decades, with a $1.51 trillion plan similar to those long championed by businesses. It will cut taxes for corporations and reduce them for some middle-class families. The House plan has endured much debate, and it's still far from final. All right, that's it for now. Thanks for listening. For more news and culture, check out vice.com. And tune in again tomorrow for another Vice Guide to Right Now. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.